the Turtent of Eliasis, 1491. With our coin purses newly filled, 100 gold pieces each from Lord November as our reward for his Olbar Lodge quest, our fellowship went together to browse Fandalin's summer market. Curiosity brought us to a rather nondescript Vardo owned by a flamboyantly dressed, golden-skinned, pot-bellied kobold merchantess. She introduced herself as Chrysalie Tingletow, and graciously invited us into her shabby little covered wagon. Inside, the space was magically expansive, and sumptuously appointed, more like a palace drawing room than a humble carriage interior. Since there hung heavy with the weight of destiny, all thoughts of shopping escaped our minds. We inquired if there might be some quest that we could assist her with. Indeed, because of our county fellowship's famed commitment to diversity, inclusion, and equity, Madame Tingleto was keen to enlist our help. Tingleto had made her way to Fandalin via Harborage a nearby goblin hamlet in the hills 14 miles northeast of Fandalin. She had sensed that something was amiss in the town, so she moved on without delay but now, she would like us to return to the goblet, to retrieve a picnic basket, or a purple tunic, or both if possible. This sounded more like some sort of riddle or game than a serious quest. But since she offered twenty gold pieces each for our trouble, I was happy to play along. Just after midday, we arrived in Harborage, a small settlement of about a hundred goblins in a valley surrounded by bluffs. Guided by Beshaba, no doubt, we miraculously found the only goblin worth speaking to in this wretched little ghetto, a seamstress and furniture restorer named Dean. She caught sight of Gangs, and took his draconic visage as an omen that we had been sent by Magubiet to help her. Dean explained that she had recently paid a smooth-talking halfling named Ace for the deed to Drahedandion Manor, formerly owned by a dragonborn merchant who is now presumed dead. Subsequently, she began to suspect she had been swindled. When Jurat confirmed that she was indeed the victim of fraud, Dean enlisted us to investigate the manor itself, up on one of the bluffs overlooking Harborage. We mounted the stone steps of the manor, Tigan and Brick leading the way. I noticed one of the gargoyles flanking the steps was missing as we passed through the double doors into a luxurious foyer. As soon as gangs entered, he was immediately entranced by a portrait of a silver dragon born hanging in the entryway, presumably Lord Drahedandion. He pulled the painting down to claim it as his lot, and inadvertently revealed a safe which had been hidden behind it. Tolaring joined his brother, and noticed the telltale marks of a safe cracker's tools. Equipped with lockpicks myself, I opened the safe only to discover an ace of diamonds playing card, evidently, the calling card of the Huffling Swindler. White Tigan peeked into the great hall to the north, and Brick began rolling up the large red velvet foyer carpet as his own booty. Jurat ventured into the dining room to the south, 
where he came upon a talking patted cherry tree. The monks joined Yorat and attended to the sentient sapling, quenching its thirst. By way of thanks, the cereal shrubbery ejaculated a magical picnic basket out of its confounding foliage. Tegan, Brick and I joined the others in the dining room to witness the botanical marvel for ourselves. Yorat continued to lead the party on into a pantry to the west. We found a brass kit to save there, and some valuable rare spices worth ten gold pieces, which we took. Through the pantry was a kitchen, which was guarded by a rather listless suit of animated armor. Beyond this was a greenhouse, and disconnected back to the great hall, where we found a large room decorated with a chandelier, leather furniture, and many bookcases. The manor seemed utterly devoid of dangers. While Brick and Gangs lingered in the kitchen sampling brandy, cheese, and cherry preserves, and Yorat thumbed through a copy of Traveling Among the Stars, I discovered the original deed to the manor, tucked in amongst the books. I then followed Yorat to the master bedroom, where we discovered the missing gargoyle, cowing at the bedside of its dead master, Lord Drahedandion, whose corpse lay in the bed. Suddenly, the ghost of Drahedandion arose, and demanded to know our intentions toward his manner and its marvelous contents. We sure the shade that his estate would pass to Ding, and his draconic spirit was appeased. We brought the news and brasky and documents of ownership to the goblin's Dean, who rewarded us all with twenty-five gold pieces and fine bespoke garments for each kind in our fellowship, and a new purple tunic for Chrysalie Tingletoe. We returned to Fandalin, gave the mundane purple tunic to the pudgy golden kobold, and kept the magical picnic basket for our fellowship. Beshaba be praised, the misfortunes of others continue to provide us with bounty, Kla to Berade Nikto Amen.